0: welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us, yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Exodus 17 and 18. With a little help, Moses wins the battle. Teamwork. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt to Mount Sinai. He's old and tired. Out of nowhere come some distant cousins, the Amalekites, to attack. Can Moses hold out? Let's dig in. We're at Exodus 17, or we're going to start in verse 8. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of um, Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. Soon his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said, They have raised their fist against the Lord's throne, so now the Lord will be at war with Amalek, generation after generation. Here's some important points. So, who were the Amalekites? As we went through Genesis, there were many genealogies. Yeah, I know they're boring. But they are important, as the Israelites are going to encounter the descendants of these people at some point or another. Here we encounter the army of Amalek. Amalek was a grandson of Esau, Jacob's, or Israel's, brother. And you can check out that family line in Genesis 36. Remember, Esau tried to kill Jacob because he stole his birthright and blessing. Even though Jacob and Esau reunited and hugged it out years later, apparently Esau's descendants still carried animosity towards the Hebrews. The battle belongs to the Lord. We fight battles every day, whether we're battling people, disease, or the spirit of laziness and procrastination, and that was mine for a long time. When we give it to God, he steps in for us. We must realize that we can't do it all ourselves. We were never meant to. Here, Aaron and Ur stepped in to help Moses to keep the staff of God up high. The moment he let down his arms, the battle turned and the Israelites were losing. When we are struggling, Jesus steps in to hold us up by the strength of the Holy Spirit. Finally, when the battle is won, the Lord wanted Moses to have a permanent reminder. So Moses wrote down the story of the battle. Also, he built an altar and called it Yahweh Nisi. The Lord is my banner. A banner is a flag. We look for it in war. That's what inspired Francis Scott Key to compose a star-spangled banner. Amidst the rocket's red glare and bombs bursting in air, the night sky was lit up and you could see the U.S. flag still flying high. It was a sign of hope. So God is our banner. Continuing, Exodus 18. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, comes from Midian to visit him. He observes all that Moses does for the Hebrews. Everyone was coming to Moses with their problems, some petty, some vigor. This was wearing Moses out. So Jethro gives him some wise advice. We pick it up in verse 13. The next day, Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They wanted. They waited before him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, what are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me, and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions." This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me, and let me give you a word of advice, and may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. Teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives, but select From all the people, some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,150 and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures, and all these people will go home in peace. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel and appointed them as leaders over the people. He put them in charge of groups of 1,150 and 10. These men were always available to solve the people's common disputes. They brought the major cases to Moses, but they took care of the smaller matters themselves. Soon after this, Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law who returned to his own land. What's the big idea here? Face it. Sometimes you can't do it all by yourself. I see this a lot when working with entrepreneurs. They are hesitant to delegating everyday tasks because they think that no one can do it as good as they can. That only leads to burnout and eventual failure. Jethro here was an objective mentor. Having an outsider review your situation is extremely helpful, as we are usually too close to the issue. You have to be willing, willing to listen to advice, wise advice, including God's direction can come from other people. However, make sure that the advice is biblical. If it's a major decision, pray about it. And know this, Jesus is always with you. He told us, And John 14, 17, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. That is a promise of God for all born-again believers in the salvation that is only through Jesus. Israel today. Something I was reading this morning drew my attention to Psalm 83. I pulled it up in the Bible app, read it, and was blown away. I read it again and again. Here it is. Psalm 83. O God, do not be silent. Do not be deaf. Do not be quiet, O God. Don't you hear the uproar of your enemies? Don't you see that your arrogant enemies are rising up? They devise crafty schemes against your people. They conspire against your precious ones. Come, they they say, let us wipe out Israel as a nation. We will destroy the very memory of its existence. Yes, this was their unanimous decision. They signed a treaty as allies against you. These Edomites Edomites and Ishmaelites, the Moabites and Hagrites, the Jebelites, the Ammonites and the Amalekites, and people from Philistia and Tyre. Assyria has joined them too and is allied with the descendants of Lot. Do to them as you did to the Midianites, as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the Kishon River. They were destroyed at Endor, and their decaying corpses fertilize the soil. Let their mighty nobles die as Oreb and Zeb did. Let all their princes die like Zeba and Zalmunna. For they said, let us seize for our own use these pasture lands of God. O oh my God, scatter them like tumbleweed, like chaff before the wind. As fire bursts a forest, as a flame sets mountains ablaze. Chase them with your fierce storm. Terrify them with your tempest. Utterly disgrace them until they submit to your name, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and terrified forever. Let them die in disgrace. Then they will learn that you alone are called the Lord. That you alone are the most high, supreme over all the earth. Lord, I pray this right now because... Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleep. That's Psalm 121.4. And over at the bottom of my blog, I've embedded three videos. Two of them are from today. They're the latest news of what's going on with Israel. And also the important thing as Christians, why we need to stand with Israel and what is happening right now in Israel is part of Wars and rumors of Wars from Jesus' Olivet Discourse found at Matthew 24, Luke 17 and 21, and Mark 13. Jesus could come back for his born-again believers at any moment. Are you ready? If not, then you need to invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. Soli Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation three twenty to 22, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in